0: You're listening to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, brought to you by the Vacation Rental Formula Business School. Are you ready to take your vacation rental business to the next level? Invest in the knowledge and training you need to get there. With the Vacation Rental Formula Business School, you can gain access to an exclusive course library that covers topics like marketing, pricing, strategies, operations, and more. Become one of our founding members today and get exclusive access to all additional content produced in the years to come. Whether you're just starting out or want to expand your existing business, you'll learn invaluable lessons from the top industry experts. So don't wait any longer. Secure your spot today at vacationrentalformula.com forward slash bizschool and start your journey to success. Are you ready for today's podcast? Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer.
1: Today, I'm talking to Daniela Derin from Skoll Apartments Marbella. So we're heading to Spain for this episode, as I will be heading to Spain in a few weeks' time. And Daniela is going to be talking about booking direct and how she does it at nearly 100% book direct for her apartments. We're also going to be covering WhatsApp and how she uses WhatsApp to generate engagement and promote bookings. And she's going to bring us some tips to help hosts and managers build their direct book business. Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and as ever, I'm super delighted to be back with you once again. And if you're listening to this as we publish, uh, we're just about four weeks, just less than four weeks out from the short stay week in Barcelona. And if you have not yet signed up for short stay week and the scale rental show, and the book direct show and everything else that's going to be packed into this amazing week of immersion into the vacation rental business, then you can go to the show notes and get a link to go get your ticket. Just go to Barcelona. I am. I'm heading out to Berlin, then Barcelona, then back to the UK. I'm making a real vacation of it. So, you know, I know people are booking last minute for everything at the moment. So why should it be any different for you? Just make that decision, go and immerse yourself in vacation rentals for a week in the beautiful city of Barcelona. So leading up to Short Stay Week, I'm interviewing as many people who are going to be there as possible. You've already heard from Mark Simpson and Evan Dolgau. And over the next couple of weeks, you're going to be hearing from my guest today, of course. We're going to be talking to Vanessa de souza and Neely Khan about storytelling. It's it's going to be great. I can't wait. So I want to move on over to talking to Daniela Durin of Skull Apartments Marbella. Daniela started way before Airbnb, so she has seen the roller coaster of marketing vacation rentals from direct booking all the way through to everybody getting excited about the OTAs to coming out at the other end where we are now and heading back into direct booking strategies. But she has stayed the course and has been just about 100% book direct for a lot of years now. So we're going to explore her marketing strategies. We are going to ask her about what makes her business such a success. And she's going to share some tips to help you build your book direct business. So without further ado, let's go straight on over to my interview with Daniela. Well, I'm super excited to have with me today, Daniela Derin, who's calling in from Spain this morning. And of course, I'm so excited because I'm going there, going to Spain in three weeks time and, and I'll get to meet Daniela face to face. But for now, she is sitting outside in the sunshine in Marbella and I'm sitting in my basement. So hi, Daniela. <laughs> Welcome to the show.
2: Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, it's beautiful. Having the sun warming my backside is amazing. (laughs) My old bones (laughs) appreciate it. So yeah, quality of life.
1: Absolutely. Well, actually, here in Ontario, we are on the same latitude as Spain. So I'm thinking, where where is this sunshine? (laughs) We should have it.
2: But you, well, you, Marbella has a microclimate, so uh, but yeah, definitely south of Spain, and we have Morocco just twenty kilometers that way. So yeah, south of Spain is and it's an amazing, good weather. Oh well, you
1: look you look absolutely wonderful. You are obviously enjoying all that sunshine. So we're going to talk to you about a whole load of things to do with vacation rentals, and I'm excited because you and I have been in the business for a couple of. Decades. I mean, I've certainly been in there a couple of decades, but I know you've been in the business since uh, pre what we call pre Airbnb, and you have maintained a direct booking strategy for all those years. So we're going to be covering all that. But I'd like to start with how did you actually get started? It's a question I ask everybody, and I love these origin stories.
2: So I was into in real estate, and real estate here in uh, in Marbella uh, is. Uh, as well as rentals and sale is very well connected with holiday rentals because back then, the other millennium, that, which was 1998, in a real estate, when it was uh, Easter time or summer time, we would rent for holiday rentals for two weeks, for a month, which was the usual back then. Whatever we had available, for example, if we had an apartment on the market in June, the owner would say, okay, let's leave it for holiday rental and then we go back selling it in September so that really made sense so yeah this is how we started and uh, basically only the rental was just summer and Easter people would walk into our offices and say what do you have available I would get the keys and basically but they would come with the suitcases and they would arrive in Marbella with, <laughs> with no booking and some of them would ring up and say I'm coming tomorrow or I'm coming in two days time but I would say 80% of them were just walk-ins this was the, the origin of our, of our business in
1: holiday Rentals. That, that is crazy to, to just yeah. walk into the office. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it now, the way that uh, reservations and bookings are taken yeah. now, instant bookings online back then, and, and I too started back in the uh, late 1990s, it was a very different world. But yeah. now, let's fast forward to now. How many properties do you manage now?
2: Okay, fast forward to now, we have 90 units on the beachfront in Marbella. Uh, Studios, one bedroom, two bedrooms, the biggest are three bedrooms. They're all, as I said, on the beachfront and right in the centre, so people can walk everywhere. Some of them drive here, but the majority arrive by plane, taxi, and once they're here, they walk everywhere, they go to shops, they go to restaurants, of course, they go to the beach and the pool, so... This is how we're doing it. And we, we basically, we build the business around our lifestyle because we live in the building ourselves. Uh, so it's a community, community of uh, repeat guests and repeat owners. So uh, we really enjoy being here and being around them all the time.
1: So let's talk a bit about your owners. Where, where do they mostly reside?
2: I would say 50-50 Ireland and UK, some of them Scandinavians and a few of Spanish, but the majority UK and Ireland.
1: Okay, so so they're remote. They're they're not coming in yeah. to manage their own properties. You do all that for no, them.
2: No, 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 no. They sit at home and do nothing. <laughs> they they let us they let us do what we want. They trust us completely. It's uh, I mean some of them we've been with us for twenty years, so we all know each other, and uh, yeah. Going back to owners, actually, I'm going to say something I never say. The owners are your most important guest avatar because it's the longest relationship you're going to have. I mean, if you don't like a guest, you just tell them that you don't like them, and they won't be back. But if you don't like an owner, is yeah, is a bigger loss. So having the right type of owners is basic for this business. Yes, I've been at least the way we understand it.
1: I've I've talked to a few people recently and talking about you know how they select their owners. Because I know when I started in the business and probably with you as well, when you start, you just want everybody and anybody just to build up that inventory. Yeah. And then after yeah. a while, you become more selective and then realize that, that being selective is actually a much better business decision than, yeah. than taking on owners who are going to become a drain on, on resources.
2: Uh, what the, the those I dislike most, and in fact, this morning, uh, this is why I'm saying because I have it fresh in my mind. I I was called in to see an apartment in a nearby building, and the guy said, "I've just spent seven hundred thousand on this apartment." And the apartment was dreadful. I mean, it was completely old uh, with holes in the wall. And I said, OK, um, if you want to rent it for holiday rentals, you don't have to spend the fortune. Just go to Ikea, furnish it nicely, give it a coat of paint and get rid of the old tattie furniture. Oh, no, 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 no. For rental is OK. OK, sir. I'm sorry. We're not going to lose each other's time anymore. I don't like this, uh, this approach. People pay good money and they deserve to have good properties. I understand that not everybody can have the five-star luxury furniture some of our apartments have. I understand that people need the income to live. I understand everything. But this idea that it's just for rent, no. So, so, yes, yeah. <laughs> I pride myself to be in a position to say no to nasty people.
1: <laughs> I love the, that. That's so well put. So so talking about, talking about target markets. So, you know, who is your target market on the guest side?
2: On the guest side, we have families on one side and digital nomads on the other side. Uh, families all year long, digital nomads mainly in the winter or in the spring. There are like Singles so or couples that come for a month or two and work from our, our uh, offices with views that are these terraces that are amazing. And then families, we have basically always the same family coming and repeating and repeating year after year. Family grow, we have grown up children. <laughs> then kids have seen I've met mothers 20 years ago, then they got married and had children, and now these children have children. And uh, some of them even organize their weddings. So it's all very very familiar very very nice and uh, these these relationships that gro- grow with the years
1: that is wonderful because we had lots of repeat guests in in our properties bec- uh, in Ontario because our it was a domestic market and they could just drive 2 hours 3 hours out of Toronto so they would come back to the same place year after year but we never got to meet them and, and but I think that, uh, that that whole idea of creating those relationships is is just wonderful, and it is key, isn't it? If you're there, you can create those relationships with your repeat guests.
2: Yes, and it's, it's great because it's very enriching, very fulfilling, and for me, being able to make them happy is my reason of living. I mean, what do you do for a job, people ask me. I make people happy. <laughs> it's, I mean, it does... I mean because I like being around people. I like to make them happy. I like to welcome them into our homes. And, and it's a very very nice job if you like people, of course. Oh, yes. If you don't I... like people, you automatize everything and out of the way. Yes. But you won't have repeat guests.
1: Yeah, and uh, and that that was a little discussion we had before we came <laughs> on <laughs> before we started recording was was really about the new breed, I guess, of managers and owners who don't do that. They aren't meeting their guests. They really don't care. It's money coming in and that's it. And I, and I feel that there is a divide, a a big divide now between the type of, well, it's all to do with hospitality, isn't it? It's hospitality on one side and and just pure income on the other. And, and you run a hospitality business. And I want to just touch on something you mentioned about digital nomads, because um, I'm doing my, session at the uh, book direct show in barcelona is on niche marketing is on finding you know not not going for the macro niche but honing down to some to, to a, a smaller group so how do you how do you get the marketing out to your digital nomads or do you need to even
2: to be quite honest we've become so popular that we <laughs> just avoiding to kill our guests they will come back because we treat them so well, they are so satisfied, and we get them basically everything they want. That they, they would just come back. For example, talking about digital nomads, we had one girl just uh, she came last year through Airbnb. She booked a month, she stayed here a month, and after two weeks, she said, "This was, I think, it was in January," and she said, "Daniela, I want to stay." And I say, "Okay, uh, this apartment is occupied. I got another apartment for two months, another apartment for two months." So she ended up staying until the beginning of July. At which point I said, "Listen, go." And I said, "No, no, I will go because now it's too cold." I said, "But I will be back." And now she arrived on the first of November, and she's going home on the on the first of June again. So, uh, is the weather? Is the hospitality? Is the community of people? Uh, it's a bit everything. So, how do I get digital nomad? All this started as a joke because when the pandemic hit we would go around the apartment, closing them up and putting all the terrace furniture inside. And it was this weather. So uh, when people kept ringing me constantly, can I cancel, what do I do? So I would sit at the terrace and take out the laptop and blah, 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 blah. As Vincenzo was with me and our children were locked up at home, he would take picture of me and say, look at your mother, what she's doing. She's, She's using the terraces as an office, day after day after day. Because of course we were coming down here to give also them a bit of space. Uh, because, I mean, we live in a two-bedroom two flat. Here in Marbella, you don't need big houses because we live on the street all the time. So when lockdown came, we felt a bit crowded. So we were trying to keep away from them as much as possible so they could study. So I started putting this picture on Facebook, on Instagram, and on LinkedIn. And people say, oh, Daniela, your office with a view, is beautiful. And I started with this hashtag, office with a view. To went viral. By, by. And then the, the second lockdown, which was October to March, I knew lockdown was coming. So in September, I started marketing these offices with you. I said, lockdown is coming, you can fly to Malaga, we we'll get you in transfer. And once you're here, you can just work from here, go for lunch, at midday, because we still had bars and restaurants, go for a walk, and then at night, uh, you just stay inside. We had about 60% occupancy that winter and when January, February came that people were really up to here with lockdowns, we started to get the digital nomad family, which is mom, dad and children. And the children would do homeschooling. The parents would work. And then at lunchtime, they would all go out to the beach and enjoy themselves and have a sandwich. So this was also the beginning of the digital nomad family. And of them, we usually have three or four each with them.
1: So you seize, it's, it's a yeah. great example of seizing the opportunity.
2: Oh, absolutely. This is what we've done all our life. We started with one business, then pivoted, then pivoted, and basically seeing what people were asking of us. And we started giving them. Uh, six, seven years ago, people started to ask us for wedding. We started organizing wedding. Now, wedding has died down because there's money around and people go to get married in the Caribbean again. So, Marbella is become low class again. So, yeah, I mean, basically, we just follow what people ask.
1: That is great. So, you've have a book direct strategy. It always has. You, you always have been book yeah. direct because that's what that's what we all started with, pre two thousand seven or two thousand eight. Um, how how has it changed over the years? Because I know with our company when. Well, I mean, we started ours in two thousand and three. Although I've been renting my properties since nineteen ninety eight, but um, but my business, my management business, started in two thousand and three. So we were still, I mean, we were still using paper catalogs that that went out oh, to the boy. local sort of Toronto community, and then we had our first website, and that was so exciting. <laughs> um, but people and, and used local uh, listing sites, but then when. Uh, home away began to advertise more to managers and then airbnb came along and then the director the um, online booking came in we thought well this is the this is the next best thing and tried it for i don't think we got beyond about six months actually (laughs) (laughs) did you do that (laughs) did you did you go through that wave of thinking wow this is going to be working for us or or did you do something different
2: no, know, uh, I saw the Airbnb and booking were really the answer to our prayers. I thought, oh, we'll have, now we can stop working. They will do all the job for us. But no, because I still got our direct booking. Uh, people would still ring, email, uh, send WhatsApp messages. So, yeah, and then what they did, when they did, what they did in the pandemic, I said, that's it. We didn't lose a lot because our Airbnb is probably 10%, mm-hmm. something like that. 10% Airbnb and 5% booking. So um, it wasn't a big deal for us, but I mean people lost the businesses. All these Airbnb gurus get rich quick, uh, they lost it. They lost it all. So uh, it's always better. To, uh, who said that build uh, build your house on your own land? Well, many people say that they just keep. Yes, saying, yes. I said it first. So we just leave it at that. Yeah.
1: don't don't don't, <laughs> don't build your. Who who would build a house on rented land? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
2: Exactly. So yes, your and your own land is your own website, your phone number, your mailing list, your WhatsApp list.
1: <laughs> well, we're going to come on to WhatsApp in a minute, but I just uh, I just wanted to explore your repeat guest business because it is quite amazing. Tell me about your Canadians.
2: My Canadians. So we had the first couple of Canadian that. that must have been 2012 or 2013. We don't know how they ended up here, probably through trip advice or or home away. So they rented an apartment for a month and they were so satisfied and so happy with Marbella. They told all the friends, all the relatives. And we kept building the the Canadian repeat guests up until this winter that we had 70 Canadians. So in nine, 10 years with three, of pandemic that they didn't come, like, from 2 to 7.
1: That's amazing. this is
2: just the skull. I mean, this is just our building. I know there are Canadians all over Marbella. Yeah. uh... Do you want to know why they come to Marbella or what they tell us? What do they... very politically correct. Oh, do go ahead. (laughs) They say we'd rather fly six hours to come to Marbella than fly four hours and end up in Florida. We're all the Americans.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm the one that spends my five months of the year in the US.
2: (laughs) There you go. You have to, I will talk you into it. you see, after Barcelona, you will be booking Marbella next (laughs) week. You can, the food, the people, uh, and from here, you're three hours from everywhere in Europe. Yes. And Andalusia. You can visit all the ancient sites, Granada, Cordoba, Seville. So you mentioned
1: you, know, you started out with one Canadian couple and you end up now you've got 70 Canadians. Yeah. How much of that is word-of-mouth marketing? Because I'm so interested in, you know, the word-of-mouth marketing
2: is free. All of it, all of it. So if you treat your client well, you give them what they want, you go above and beyond to make them happy, they will scream about you to, to all their friends. I I still have a lot of people that say, oh, Daniela, I cannot work a Google review, but I've told all my ladies in the book club or all the ladies in the Pilates group or all my friends, whatever. We have quite, we have an oldish kind of population. So they from 60 to 85 and some of them are not very tech savvy. So some of them still cannot put the Google review, but they talk. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I, that, that is, that is perfect. I've talked to Matt Ward before. I don't know if you've come across Matt. He's written a book called word of mouth marketing and, and it's, 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 it's a great book. Matt has, he's, he did a keynote at the VRMA conference a a couple of years ago, the closing keynote, which was, which was wonderful. He talked about storytelling a lot And and I know that, that you like the idea of storytelling, too. So how... When you
2: have nothing to say, just tell a story. Yeah?
1: When you <laughs> have nothing to say, just tell a story. So can you give me some examples of how, how you do oh, your okay. storytelling?
2: <laughs> it just comes naturally. It comes naturally. <laughs> People say, how did you start? And that's a half an hour story. How did you two meet? Because, of course, we're two Italian, one from the north, one from the south, and we live in the south of Spain. That's another story. Your children, uh, my children were born here. Uh, and then so many stories. So this morning I met up with uh, two ladies that they, they were here throughout lockdown. They decided not to go back to London. And uh, they were here with us until that June. So they were locked in for three months. And they wrote all over the portals and told everybody around the pool they've been here a week or oh, we couldn't have survived. Lockdown here without Daniela. She was doing our shopping, and they were so helpful. And Vincenzo would come and do this. Uh, so, and they have been screaming about this all over the pool for the last week. That is worth word of mouth marketing. Like treat them well, give them everything they need. And they will be your uh, raving fans, I believe, they're now called when you talk about social media.
1: Yes, yeah. I, I've been talking about creating raving fans since 2005, so maybe I coined that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've been creating raving fans since 1998. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, that,
1: but that's it. Your raving fans are the ones that uh, that will bring you the business and you don't have to spend yeah. on Google Ads or Facebook Ads
2: no, those are useless. Google ads, yes. But putting money into Facebook and Instagram is like throwing the out of the window. Mm-hmm. That's... That only works. I mean, social media work with organic marketing. So, and if you have very clear your client avatar, the way you're going to talk to them, what you're going to say to them, you have a nice content calendar and everything really nice, nicely mapped out and you're ready to have a conversation with them being there every day like you have to talk into social media as if you were talking to that person in real life that is the only way you can grow on social media organically
1: yeah and would you would you agree that you have to have your avatar or persona clearly in mind to know who you're talking very to very
2: clear very clear and you need to know exactly what they think not only their uh, she it's a family and you're talking to the woman who's thinking about the children no I can talk to a woman, to a man, I talk to some, anybody that likes the sea, the sun, like coming to Marbella, like to be in a community, uh, surrounded by people, and more specifically to the woman of the family. This mm-hmm. is who I'm talking to. And then other people come, but in general, this is, this is who I talk to.
0: Get ready for the business adventure of a lifetime! The short-term rental spring conference season is almost here, and you won't want to miss out on the excitement in beautiful Barcelona. This exciting and stunning European destination is home to some of the biggest names in the short-term rental industry, making it the perfect place to be on May 15th to May 19th for Short Stay Week. This week-long event is your ticket to join property managers from all over the world as they network and learn from the best in the industry. And you won't want to miss out on the Book Direct Show on May 16th or the Scale Rentals Show on May 17th and 18th, where your favorite podcast host, Heather Bear, will be presenting on stage at both events. The week of events includes an SEO Summit specifically for vacation rentals, a Web3 in-travel conference, a guest communication workshop, the Book Direct Show, a luxury-focused event, and a networking afternoon to help STR operators prepare for acquisition. If you manage 25 properties or more, the Scale Rental Show is an exclusive conference specifically produced for larger professional property management companies. You can choose individual event tickets or a week-long pass that includes everything, but as a listener of the Vacation Rental Success podcast, we have a special offer just for you. For the Scale Rentals Show, visit scalerentals.show forward slash attend and use the code VRF10 to get 10% off your Scale Rentals Show ticket. For all other events, visit shortstayweek.com forward slash tickets and use VRF10 to get 10% off your purchase. Check the description of this episode on your smart device for a quick link to get more information. We can't wait to see you in sunny Barcelona for Short Stay Week. Now let's get back to the show.
1: So we've talked about direct booking. How do you make potential guests aware of direct booking, I, I saw, a, saw a wonderful post, well, not so wonderful post the other day, from a host who is trying to go the direct booking route. And she said, how do I deal with the person who comes, finds my website and then says, but I need to book this through Airbnb because I trust them more than I do you?
2: Uh, yeah, I have some of them, <laughs> maybe two or three a year. And I said, go online and you will see. I have a, um, I have a landing page on my website. It's called uh, Book Direct. I opened it for uh, Book Direct Day. That was a couple of days ago. No, a couple of months ago, sorry. And it really explains how you can book direct and why you should book direct. First of all, you should book direct for price because if you go to Airbnb, it's minimum 15% more expensive because there is no manager that can afford Mm -hmm. uh, Airbnb or Booking.com percentage into their own percentage. And if that manager of that hotel of the anything looks pretty trustworthy, have a good, web, they have a good website, they have a good social media presence, everything is cohesive, everything is, it looks good. Well, then there is the the, the trust signal and then also the review, the review aggregator that is very important. I don't know if you know Christophe of yes. reviews. Yeah. Uh, that is amazing. You display that on your website and everybody can read everything and I mean it's from booking from Airbnb from Google from Facebook so that is the trust that is the trust factor yes and I'll I'll
1: just repeat
2: I mean if you're yeah repeat and if you're a super host display your super host on your website Mm -hmm. so
1: yes I'll just repeat that that's Christoph Salmon you're talking about and his site is reviews r-e-v-y O-O-S dot com, and I'll put a link to that on the show notes.
2: Okay, so we'll get Christoph to buy us drink in Barcelona because we are promoting him. <laughs> I yes. love him. He's such a great guy.
1: <laughs> now, I didn't realise he was going to be there, so I, I'm going to meet so many people that I've wanted to meet <laughs> for so long and who've been on the show and, and I've never connected with, so it's going to be such fun. Um, you, we've talked about WhatsApp, and it's interesting because... I've been introduced to WhatsApp. I mean, Neely Khan said to me a few weeks ago, she said, I only communicate on WhatsApp, really. And so I had to get into it. And, and it's amazing. I just to send a, a quick voice message was just, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I had this aha moment thinking, <laughs> why have I not been using this more? But it is more popular in Europe. In, and the UK. Yeah, in
2: Europe is, is, is been thriving for uh, 10 years, I would say, minimum 10 years. Yeah, And it's amazing. It's amazing because uh, not only the chat, but the free calls. Sometimes people uh, had to ring us from the UK and it was very expensive. Back then, when people would ring us with the credit card details and stuff, it was very expensive. Now they ring on WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. The counterpart, because it's free. Daniela, how are you? How's life in Marbella? Tell me about the new restaurant. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that is part of the added value, the extra chat. So how do you uh, use well, it? Yeah. How are you using oh, it for to... Everything, for everything, everything. Voice messages, text messages. And I switched to, I mean, my talk of the book direct show is about WhatsApp business and everything that can be done on WhatsApp business. And I have started using it about two or three years ago as the new email marketing. I use email marketing, but on WhatsApp, people, I mean, on email, people know they are part of the newsletter and they are part of the mailing list. Even so, some of them reply and say, thank you. But on WhatsApp, people don't realize they are uh, receiving a broadcast message. So they really feel that message is for them. They feel valued, they say, oh, look, she sent me a beautiful video of the beach. And like, light bulb moment. Uh, but not only they—they book, You lighten up the day. Sometimes I get uh, messages saying, oh, I had such a bad day. I was going through a very bad day. Uh, And and you've lightened up my day. This is what I do. So um, let's
1: let's elaborate on that a little bit more about WhatsApp business, because I'm intrigued about the fact that you can do a broadcast message and You'll have to come and listen to the talk.
2: <laughs> uh, share, share, share a little <laughs>
1: bit. Share a little bit with the audience who are not going to make <laughs> and, it to Barcelona.
2: And if... <laughs> any, ah, They will have to buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, you can do broadcast messages even on normal WhatsApp. You open up uh, at the very top, it says broadcast list you have to have the people in your contacts, you add them to the broadcast list and you send them whatever message you want. Now, in the US, it's going to be way more popular because in Europe, we have this thing called GDPR. And broadcast messages are about 95% GDPR compliant, but not 100%. Because these people have never given you permission Mm -hmm. to message them. This is why the broadcast list messages need to be Always inspiring, educating, never, never salesy. Okay. You can sell on stories, and I'm not going to say any more before the talk. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I... put the link to the book direct show, so people can come and listen to us both.
1: There, there will be a, there will be a link, and after the show, I'm going to do an episode on the best of, <laughs> the best of the, <laughs> the short stay week and the book direct show. So I might share a secret or two after. Yes. <laughs> that i yes. hear from you well
2: i i say that uh whatsapp is the next big thing but you need to have very clear in mind your strategy and especially you need to be prepared to put your face in front of the business and you kind of need to be available a lot of people don't like guests to have their phone number and that's totally fine but if somebody wants to run a kind of a personalized business be at the front be the face it's amazing because not only you are there throughout the customer journey dream research book and blah 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 you are there all year long every day and this is why after the after the pandemic so many people came back to us because we have been in their faces all day long keeping them happy keeping them inspired all this started all this started to keep them happy before I would do broadcast list or email but just Book, 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 this is what's mm-hmm. available, hurry up. Basically hundred percent say when I changed from salesy to happy, inspiring and educational, and um, people just went crazy. And and we went we went viral. I mean, before maybe we had a thousand followers, and now I don't know, we have ten thousand, eleven thousand, and all of them are our clients, our followers, people that before or after book with us, come to Marbella and so on.
1: Yeah, I've I've seen some of the inspiring things that you post in different uh, different platforms. Um, because you're a foodie as well. And oh no, <laughs> no I, Not yeah, at I was, all. I, I got you know how you get squirreled by you know you come across something. It's like oh this looks good. So so I was yeah I was following. Um, I think it was Facebook. Some some of your Facebook posts and you've got pictures of of food and (laughs) and i got so excited thinking i'm only in barcelona for three days i cannot eat this much food
2: (laughs) no but we can try our best and (laughs) and all this social media strategy uh, can be built around your day-to-day because it doesn't have to take three hours of your day i i just take pictures and videos as i go along i put them on instagram they goes they go automatically onto facebook and then i put them onto whatsapp
1: do you do this all yourself or do you have someone who helps you with this social media side? Because it,
2: it, it is a, it, it's quite no. the challenge. <laughs> it's me, myself and I. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is like one little side of the business. As you know, <laughs> we have about 25 hats at the end of the oh, day. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. But uh, you know, if you're passionate about it and you live, eat and breathe it, then this is, yeah. this is what you do.
2: Oh, I love, the, I, I love social media and I love people. What I don't like is to do accounts at the end of the month. <laughs> but that's I, also another part that has to be done. <laughs> I, th- I honestly think we I've been trying to delegate that for so many years and nobody wants to take it on.
1: I honestly think we are sisters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I mean, to be this kind of person, this good in this business, welcoming people and like, you cannot like numbers. I mean, people that like number, like my, my accountant guy, he doesn't like people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so,
1: Well, I, I've been building some uh, educational courses recently. And one of them is really about your entrepreneurial style, um, because we're all entrepreneurs in this business. And we are, because of that, even though we do do everything, we can't be good at everything, and some exactly. of those things that you do have to move on to, to somebody else to do. And bookkeeping was always mine. My personality style is, is, does not include attention to detail in okay. terms of money and bookkeeping. So, yeah, we, we, we're clearly in the same camp here. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, doing this business, being an entrepreneur without loving people and without having that hospitality gene on board it makes it –
2: um, makes the challenge. Well, imagine people that don't like people. How would they do it?
1: I do not know. Well, they 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 get <laughs> they get a co-host to do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I know somebody that doesn't like people, and he's got everything automatized. I won't say anymore. Yes. If he ever listens, he'll know what I'm talking about. Him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I, and I think to a, to a degree that's that's okay as long as you've got a front person who is is doing that meet and greet and doing the communication part of it because I don't think you can do this business. Well, I know you can't do this business without having the hospitality and communication side of it. And if you are doing it, it's not going to be as successful as, as yours is for sure.
2: No, you just have – you can't you, – I mean, if you're not in the front, you will not have repeat guests but there are some destination or some city, for example, they don't have repeat guests. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I mean, it, it's not, I mean, London, Barcelona, Paris, yes, yeah, they have repeat guests because people end up going. But other places, I don't know, for example, Canada, I would go to Canada once in my life. If I ever get over there, I won't go year after year. So some destination are repeat. So yes, you have to nurture mm-hmm. them, but some destination or cities it's very very complicated to have a repeat business, so this is why they rely on Airbnb and they uh, and they automate.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, there, there are the clear, clearly distinct parts of the business. Yeah, where well, yeah. and, and there is a part of the business where automation is is fine because you're not, as you say, you're not going to get the same people coming back over and over again, so you don't exactly. have to create the relationships with them. Um, Daniela, as we're coming to the end of this, I wanted you to share some some of your best tips to help hosts and managers build their direct book business. You know, clearly a lot who are coming into the business now, they don't have the benefits of 20 plus years of experience, but what would, what would you tell somebody who is embarking on a book direct strategy right now?
2: Well, definitely a a good three in one system, CMR, CMR, uh, PMS, channel manager, that has a good website. I'm going to give a shout out to Logify, who I use. Uh, They are extremely good. To build a website is extremely easy. So if you're not tech savvy, you can build your website probably in a day or two. And social media, Google Ads, and start talking to people. Talk to your neighbors, and build as many relationships as possible because direct booking is about relationship, online and offline word of mouth even leaflets let's say you're starting uh, a direct booking strategy and you want more more owners print out 500 leaflets and put them all around your, the area you want to target and tell your owners that you're going to bring in direct bookers that are always better than Airbnb bookers <laughs> because they're smarter
1: i always recall you know from from my business um taking on New owners, certainly in the last couple of years, and a, a lot of them came to us because we had such a big direct booking you know, yeah. strategy. They didn't want to be on Airbnb. They wanted their place they, they wanted us to know who was coming into their properties and That's and yeah. that that was our unique selling point we would We would sell that. we screen guests, we make sure we match the right people to your property. And because they are going to look after it, if they come through Airbnb, then you have you don't have that ability to do that matching.
2: You don't you don't know where who comes. Even if they have a good profile, then you see them arriving and you said, like, why did I ever accept this guy? <coughs> but, I mean, it's only a week. So, but yes, definitely direct booking strategy and being a pillar of your comu- community will get you the right type of owner. And uh, well pillar of the community is basic because especially in small in small destination uh you want everybody to talk well about you about your business and what we also do with our guests and also with our owners we try to push them towards a certain type of bar restaurant promoting small businesses shops and tapas place uh off the tourist radar so that they get a better experience and the the restaurant owners they get more business and um, that really ha- ranks you high, high, high in the community.
1: I, I love that, and I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned it. That whole idea of of being a part of of the community, and you know, s- spearheading your business through your community relationships as as well. Yeah. Once again, you see property managers that that are are as remote as they can possibly be, and don't even know the local communities that they're serving?
2: No, 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 absolutely not. And uh, Airbnb guests have such a bad press. I mean, in Barcelona, I mean, they've they've trashed the city year after year, so they have such a bad press all over that, oh, uh, you're not going to put my home onto Airbnb. No, no, no! Don't worry. We have our, our we know our guests. Sixty percent are repeat. All the others are first timer. But they come here because somebody told them about us, and it's all about families. And that's another thing. When when you do a social media strategy, I mean, Marbella is very well known for the nightlife. You will see nothing about night nightlife on any of our publications. We go out, of course, we go out, but I never publish anything about us going out I mean going out for a cocktail going out for dinner but not dancing Puerto Banús and going crazy that is not the right clients we want to we want to attract
1: that that's a that's a great point because that that does not fit into your guest avatar so
2: no I I, I mean the people I meet when I go out dancing in Puerto Banús is not the people I want to host. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I know it is very, it's very, how would I say, I don't know, <laughs> classist. <laughs> but yeah, you have, and on Airbnb, you cannot do that. You cannot say, I only want over 30, I only want people that want to have a certain holiday. You can't. And and Booking.com, even worse, mm-hmm. they, they promote us as if we were a five-star beach resort. Then people turn up and see, which is it's lovely because it's a lovely. It's not a resort. Mm-hmm. So these, these portals, they don't display the real essence of you, your business and your homes.
1: I think you made a great case today for Booking Direct and for being yeah. hospitable and for loving your guests and for being passionate <laughs> about the business. And I can't wait to get together with you in Barcelona in a couple of weeks and, uh, and, and talk more about this because this has, been, this has been such a great conversation. Before we finish, and you, you touched on Logify, is there anything else in your tech stack that you can share? You know, in, any um, platforms that you use oh, that you really love?
2: Touch State, they, they have the most amazing digital guides. I um, love them. And our guests love them. And even the not-so-tech savvy, all this bunch, they know how to use it. And they can get around town and find the hidden tapas places uh, thanks to to the map.
1: I think it's lovely that you mentioned Touch Day. I love Touch Day too. I love the entire team. They're such great people. (laughs) They're
2: so sweet. (laughs) Uh, And they're also nominated for the shorty. I know. I hope they win.
1: Yeah, so you'll be seeing Diane and Andy and and yes. the team in London. Because, yes, just because um, we hadn't mentioned that, the shorties, which are being awarded next week. So that will be Wednesday. That, will be the about Wednesday. that is actually today. If you're listening to the podcast, you are listening to Daniela today <laughs> on the 26th of April. So. She will be hopefully, hopefully picking up an award at the Shorties. We will see. She's been nominated for
2: two? Yes. Uh, Best Holiday Site Operator and Best uh, Social Media Strategy. Fantastic. Talking about WhatsApp and Instagram.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Well, we will watch out for that. And we will obviously share what the outcome of the Shorties is after, after they occur next week or today. It's always, it's always difficult when I'm, when I'm recording a week earlier and, the, <laughs> and saying today, next week, in three weeks. but the uh, People are going to get muddled up. They're going to get
2: muddled up. Anyway,
1: Daniela, it's been fantastic.
2: Anyway, if, if we win, you will hear about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we will. It's been fantastic talking to you. Just, uh, just amazing. Really looking forward to uh, meeting you face to face and hearing more about, uh, about your business.
2: Thank you so much. It's been great to be on your podcast. That I know it's one of the most listened to of the holiday rental industry. So uh, it's an honor and a pleasure to share with you my little tips and tricks. And uh, see you in Barcelona in uh, two weeks. It is Wednesday today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Heather.
1: Thank you so much, Daniela. That was fantastic. What a, what a great lady. I'm, if I didn't have an 81 pound German shepherd that comes on vacation with me, I think I would be hot footing it to Marbella for my winters in the future because it sounds like a great place to be. And sounds like the hospitality that I would get would be second to none. And I think I would have a great time. But uh, yeah, my big bear of a dog probably wouldn't cope with uh, with being shut up in a crate again for nine hours to go across the uh, the Atlantic. So one day, though, I will get a house sitter to come and sit with my dog, and uh, and I will take another trip to Spain and and meet uh, Daniela in person. But of course, I'm going to meet her at the short stay week anyway. Um, so all the things we spoke about. On the episode today, will be in the show notes. As I mentioned at the beginning, if you get the opportunity to go to Barcelona for Short Stay Week, then I would love to meet you there. It's, it's going to be an absolute blast. So, for sure, check out Shorties. The awards are being announced uh, today and tomorrow, the 26th and 27th of April, if you are listening to this on the day of publication. And of course, if you're listening to it after, you can go to Shorty's uh, website and check out the winners. And I've got my fingers crossed for Daniela. Thank you so much for listening. It's always just so great to bring you these fantastic people. And I'm sure you got a great deal out of that conversation. I'm off now to hone my WhatsApp skills and I'll be with you again next week.
0: Listening to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, brought to you by the Vacation Rental Formula Business School. Get access to the knowledge and education to take your short term rental business to the next level. Visit vacationrentalformula.com forward slash biz school for more information.
1: It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.